episode 420. That's why I said dude. Oh, for real? It's episode 420 of No oh, Laugh Track man. Podcast. You, you couldn't have found a more fitting comedian <laughs> for 420. I'm Justin Severson, the host. We are at Acme. I am here with the headliner, Robert Burrill. What is your 420? What does that mean to you, sir? Uh, Hitler's birthday. Okay, let's move yep. on. Okay. <laughs> I my I my wife's aunt. Her birthday is is uh, April twentieth. I found that out earlier this year, and I was like, "Oh, Hitler's birthday." She had no clue. She lived her whole life and never knew that. Privilege. You and I don't have a birthday. Your birthday's not four twenty. No, my birthday's four twenty-two. Oh, though. so okay. it's close. Okay, it's close. I think I share it with Jack Nicholson and uh, Oppenheimer. The bomb guy. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Good company. Yeah. Good company, I think. Yeah. Yes, it is. Uh, so a friend of mine texted me last week, and he's like, hey, man, big episode next week. I'm like, huh? He goes, 420, dude. I'm like, oh. He goes, you going to do something special? I'm like, what, what do you mean, something special? So if you could bring out the bong, Brandon, we're going to. You left it at home. All right, well, we won't do that then. We'll skip that part. But I do have some 420, uh, some fun pot stats that we'll get to in just a second. Bring it on, bring, man. This br- is, yeah. <laughs> bring it on. What is your What is your uh, relationship with uh, pot, sir? Uh, we're occasional, or acquaintances, I would say. I don't have a close relationship sure. uh, with marijuana. I remember... Mike Lester one time he had this vape machine. <laughs> Why am I laughing just saying Mike Lester? And uh, <laughs> that was probably the highest I've ever been uh, in my life. Was uh, he? He used this. Uh, I think it was called the volcano or something. I don't know. He. Yeah, they're called the volcano. Yeah, there's like a switch, a, uh, a pull cord. I knew I was in for it, and uh, yeah, I. I'm still, I think, suffering some effects from it. Uh, but, yeah, that was... Otherwise, I, I don't normally... I might take a little puff from a joint here or there. Not since COVID, but pre-COVID. Oh, of course. Uh, of I course, would do course. that. Occasionally a gummy or something. But it just... If anything, it just puts me to sleep. Like, yeah. I don't... Um, it doesn't really... Uh, I, one thing, I'll, I'll say this. We were in uh, Los Angeles a few years ago, and we got... We got uh, high, and he wanted to go to an open mic, and I couldn't remember a single joke I'd ever written. I have so much uh, uh, respect for comedians that can perform high, because I, I can't do it. I'll just I'll stare back at the crowd. I'm not a very anxious person, but I feel like that would give me some anxiety. Sure. Just I have jokes. What what are my jokes? Which uh, is am interesting. I saying this out loud. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting because, uh, you know, people sometimes get prescribed marijuana for anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Who knows? Uh, here's my fun. Here's some fun pot stats. It's also Fourth of July weekend, of course. Yeah. We'll see if this. Blow- yeah, I have a much better relationship with America than I do. <laughs> than I do. Mar- Although marijuana's track record, I think, is a lot better. Uh, <laughs> we're talking about, you know, history. But did you know there's a cannabis software and intellig- an intelligence company? Uh, in any case, they released a new uh, report that they predicted on the 4th of July this year, 4th of July 2021, will bring in over $206 million in legal cannabis sales across the United States. Million. Yeah, it's a lot of Funyuns. <laughs> that 
It's a lot of fun. That is absolutely a lot of fun. And so let's get to why we're here because you're headlining this week at Acme. I am. Congratulations. I am. Thank you. We're uh, we're past the first night. Mom, I'm coming home. Here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Last night was the first night. I got one under the belt. How'd it go? I thought it went great. I uh, it was kind of fun. I, I I'm doing the show for people that don't know. I'm doing it uh, Vegas style, uh, which means I'm hosting the show. And then there's gonna there's a showcase of all the MCs they've hired here: Elise Cole, Ira Ford, Sean Navset, and James Stanley. There we go. And we've we've done some sketches where I uh, interview them, and those are available on YouTube. And Acme's posted those. I think they're pretty funny. They're very funny. Good and job. And then once that's thank you. And then once that's done, then I come out and do a a, a full headline set, which is fun to kind of do the two different sets where the opening set's pretty short, but I I go as likable as I can and just kind of you know tickle them with a bit or two. And then when I come up for the headline set, it's just. Right into police brutality, like, and I don't have to worry about being likable, and I can push them, and I can uh, embrace the fact that no one's on after me, so I can really uh, explore the boundaries of taste and subject matter with them. <laughs> That's a great description. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> I I was here. I watched the show. I was I man, so good, so so good, so oh, funny. Thank I you, love man. the mix of uh, some of the material I've heard before, only because you're you. Perform you son here. of a bitch. Well, you... I mean, I'm a little different. Than Sorry, the norm. it can't be brand new. The whole set, Justin. Uh, <laughs> I'm just one man. I don't have a staff. So I, I got to point this out. Last week, Tim Slagle was here. Yeah, and, and I, I go. So are you uh, talking about COVID on stage? And he goes, well, I kind of have to. I don't barely have any new materials. Like, I know I didn't mean that. I wasn't calling you out for not having. That wasn't like we my- did crash and burn together. We we all came up with COVID jokes for him. Yeah. I, no. <laughs> so I, I, uh, so last night you come out and start. Yeah. Police brutality. Uh, how long have you been using? How long have you been doing those jokes on stage? Obviously not too long because they're very topical. The 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 bit about well Chauvin the the jokes I have about Chauvin's trial I've been doing uh well I guess since the trial um but the the stuff I open with about his mom was obviously just this past week since I saw that so you've you've uh you've run that stuff all you know all over in the last few several months or whatever Did oh you... the the other, yeah the 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 trial stuff I, yeah I, is there yeah. any hesitation of doing that anywhere. Not really. No. I I mean, I, I, I frame it in such a way where most of it is directed at him. Oh, yeah. And now Potter and, like, individual cops versus, like, cops in general. Yep. And then I have one or two other bits where I kind of – I talk about cops in general, but it's not like an abolish the police, all cops are bad position. It's sort of this – uh, I frame it in a way where I feel like I can bring most people on board with me, and some people just aren't going to like it at all. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I've I've I did them in South Dakota, and it went over pretty well because I think even even in small towns that are pro cop, I think look at city police differently, especially now after Chauvin. Sure. Where it's like, yeah, okay, the cops in your town are probably great, at least to you, because they went to school with your son. They know you. They go to church with you. Yeah. Like, they're not going to be a dick yeah. to you because they're a part know, of the community. I know his parents. Exactly, yeah. right? 
but then you, you, uh, what happened uh, to George Floyd became viral. Everyone saw it. Most people saw it for the murder that it was. And I think when I so I talk about that and then extrapolate from that to other city uh, police, specifically Minneapolis for the bit. But, you know, it, it's Chicago is just as bad sure. and all the other uh, major cities, New York. Uh, but they'll but they'll laugh at it, I think, because I'm not talking about their uh, police. Yeah, I want to. I think you'll. I think you'll take this as a huge compliment that if someone put a piece of paper in front of me and said, and it said, uh, "There's a comedian in 2021 that's going to start his set with police brutality stuff, and specifically Derek Chauvin," and then they gave me a list of everyone performing. Linda Aaron's. <laughs> That would be first choice. Second would be you. Sure. Yeah. Second yeah. would no, absolutely I... be you behind mm-hmm. Linda. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just, there's no doubt. So, and you do it so well. Thank you. Thanks. Yeah. I mean, the worst thing that could happen is they don't laugh, but I definitely think that it's great for, and I guess I really didn't think about it too much until after the show last night when Becky, my wife was talking to me and I only, I think I did like 48 minutes, something like that. Um, but she was like, there wasn't a, a lull in it. Like it was still, uh-huh. and I, part of that I think goes to the jokes and my kind of style of just trying to be like rapid fire and, and throw the lines out there. But I think another benefit to, and it's risky, but the benefit to talking about topical controversial issues is that people are paying attention. They're like, yeah. what's you going to say about, what are you going to say about Jesus? Like, okay, vaccine, where are you going with this? And yeah. then, so even if they're not necessarily on board with you, the capital rioting, all that stuff, they still want to hear what you're saying, so they're paying attention. What do you think about when you hear a groan from the crowd? I, I, it, it gives me something to play with. Then Is it it's discouraging? Almost, no. Oh, no, not at all. Not at all, right. I, one person audibly said I was sick uh, during one of the... I did some joke about pedophiles, and he was like, ah, you're sick, and a, then... A I, guy said it? Yeah. yeah, interesting. Yeah, which was kind of funny because I was I, we were talking about before this when I was I'm reading the biography about Lenny Bruce, yeah, and how like he had, like he had that label sick and stuff and like how it affected me. I was like, fuck yeah, I'm sick. You're goddamn, you know, <laughs> just kind of like leaned in it. Like that's not going to slow me down. Like if anything, you're paying me a compliment. Yeah. Uh, but I think you know groans aren't a bad thing. I I wanted I, I the stuff I'm talking about. People should be having different reactions to. Yeah. I didn't notice. I didn't notice any. I did hear a few groans, and it was when you did some of the religious stuff. Oh, which that's, I thought was interesting. Yeah, but I, I guess not surprising at all. But I think that's fascinating too, because I have a few bits about Jesus. But I think to anyone that actually gives them a fair hearing, like Jesus isn't the butt of the jokes. I just I uh, have a version of Jesus that I think is very human, which to me is the most compelling Jesus, because at least that version you can relate to. Yeah. Uh, and then it's just situations where he would lose his cool or not be having a good time or uh, that sort of thing. And then, yeah, some people aren't on board with that at all. But even then, it's kind of fun. I mean, if they want to say something, I'll go back and forth uh, with them. Yeah. But being able to to pull laughs out of that, like high risk, high reward. And then, you know, sometimes I, it won't go well. Uh, but then, you know, whatever. That's just part of the experience. And I'm not going to stop talking about it. Now, when you when your wife goes out to sell merch afterwards, and, and if you're not there, does she get the comments from people? Like, oh, the positive and negative? Like, he uh, he's so great. Or Yeah, hindsight, I, I probably, I don't think I'll be doing that the, the rest of the week. Because <laughs> it's really not fair to her. 
Because I was honestly, I wasn't going to try to sell anything this week. And she's like, well, I mean, it's, it's just money we're saying no to if people want to buy something. So I'll go out there. Tell them you're doing a 4th of but July the, sale. Everybody yeah, yeah. has a 4th of July sale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, she was just frustrated because I guess there was uh, there was one drunk lady that really wanted to see me and she didn't care for that. And then uh, <laughs> there were a few people that uh, I think she gave them the Venmo like they weren't going to buy the CD, which obviously like who is a CD player anymore? It's uh, but whatever. Uh so they wanted uh, to Venmo me just as like a tip, I suppose, because they were, part of it was I did a joke about Spotify. So like they're going to listen, yeah. and it's not going to cost them anything to yeah. listen. So it was like, well, I'll, I'll you know chip in for the the effort. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I bought a copy of your CD a few yeah, months ago from you, you, the 2020 you. one. It's coming around again, right? Vinyls back in fashion. Another 20 years, it's going to be CD players. Uh I mean, we're you're joking about that, I think, but no, no, man. Cassettes are. Yeah. I've I've been reselling my old cassette tapes mm-hmm. on on um, eBay. They've they're they're more valuable than when I purchased them in the '90s. You're probably onto something. Maybe the next one will go on cassette. <laughs> there you go. I'm telling you, there's, I, a, there's yeah, some I'm weird serious. demand. That's, yeah, mm-hmm. there really is some weird demand for it. Yeah. Uh, so you did that album with Brian Miller, 2020. All yes. these topical jokes. Mm-hmm. I, I was thinking that that could really be a thing, like, in per, what is it? Uh, forever. I mean, perpetuity. Could, perpetuity is that the correct word? You yeah. Say? Yeah. In perpetuity. I mean, there could be like a 2021, 2022. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if we do it every year, just because so much shit happened in 2020 that it certainly uh warranted it but he and i have talked about it too where if there's another yeah i mean it's it's pretty low pressure for us we only have to come up with half an album and then he and i both i think are really good about sort of pushing each other like i'll see him and he's got a few new minutes so it's like well i gotta have some new minutes and i think it was it was almost like our own mini crash and burn which for I mean, if you're listening to this, you probably know what it is. But just the comics that write yeah. new material that week and whatever it ends up being, it ends up being that. And except with this, there's the added benefit of just you know putting out more content and people can uh, can listen to it whenever. And it's not just done at that club that last night that it's performed. So I mean, who's to say? Uh, I I think both of us. Uh, if there's another year, it, it, I don't think anything will come as close to being what 2020 was. But if oh, there's some interesting but, uh, stuff that... We never know. We don't know. We don't know. Uh, Cosby's back out, so who knows? It's already... <laughs> I mean, a Cosby comedy album. That, I mean, I'd, <laughs> I, I would, that's one I wouldn't want to be... A, that's I wouldn't want to be involved <laughs> in that one. I will say that. But uh, joking about it, maybe. So uh, who knows? Within the next few... I, I know I'd be all for it. And if Brian is too, then we just need some, you know, enough stuff to happen in the year that we can joke about. And yeah, I could easily see it happening again. Yeah. I noticed that, tell me if I'm wrong, but I think I heard Crash and Burn stuff in your set last night. Yeah? Yeah. Didn't I? Did I? No? Uh, oh, the yes. The bit about Jesus yes. in heaven. Yes. That was Crash and Burn. Yeah, You're right. Because I'm going through, I'm like, oh, man. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I, like you caught me with my pants off. Like, oh, that was a bit I was doing a year ago. That was, or maybe less than a year. What was that, September? Yeah. It's probably less than a year. Much, yeah. Much less than a year ago. Yeah. No. I was thinking like it was the cop stuff. But yeah, that's right. That that Jesus bit was from Crash and Burn. Yeah. yeah. I think a lot of that stuff wound up on the 2020 album, which is why I'm not doing it. But there's there's uh, um, a bit on there about Karen's 
that did make it on the album that I'll, I'll probably be doing at some point this week too to get that a bit more polished. Yeah. Do you have a uh, do you have a hard stance on turning over material? Like, I, oh, I just can't do. I, I got to get rid of it. I mean, once once a bit works consistently and gets a good laugh, I do kind of get bored with it. Just because then it works, and that's great, and yeah. I have that, and I'll do it uh, until I do it another you know, whenever I do the album, and then I put it on the album and stuff. But I, it's it's not as interesting to me as a bit that I'm currently working on or shaping, uh, just because I, I I know it works. It's fun to it's fun to do, and it's especially fun once the set's going well, and then it's like, oh, now I got this one ready. Like this one's in the chamber. Oh, I'm gonna annihilate in that sense but uh at a certain point i i feel lazy if i know the bit's gonna work because then i just feel like almost like a stripper a little bit you know before the top comes off like well i know what everybody wants to see and know what you you're here bit, for we're like Woo! And you're like <laughs> yeah okay like it's not as challenging as being like well this is some dark shit let's see how this goes over yeah because yeah, then yeah. it's really fun then it's like okay what are they thinking okay is there can I make an aside here? Or it's it's much more of like a fun puzzle. Yeah. So I guess, yeah. I mean, after about a year, I think I start to tire of material. Okay. Uh, especially the kind of stuff I'm doing now where it's, it's sort of topical and stuff. So, uh, like, I, I don't, you know, I would say after next year, I don't want to be doing any more chauvin stuff right I'm, I'm doing an album in november with helium okay and, just gonna ask you that yeah and so the uh at the indianapolis helium november i think it's the fourth and fifth they'll be recording it and that's where most of that stuff is gonna go okay nice yeah well that's gotta be a good feeling to have a, that all set to mm -hmm. have yeah it's also a, a, a further incentive to just keep writing and everything and i'm i'm gonna be doing the same uh approach to it that i did with 2020 with brian where i'm just gonna be writing as much as I can and then put it all out on the stage and then whatever I think the best 45 is uh, with the most topical because that's, you know, there's going to be a shelf life. Sure. But I feel like everyone's going to remember Chauvin. He's not going anywhere. God. But I also... <laughs> oh, just, we got bigger problems. If you, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, uh, I'm i also ready to, like, move on material-wise uh, from that, too. Sure. So I mentioned earlier... Uh, I think I said, yeah, you're married. Well, I, I referred to her as your wife, so you're married recently, right? That, yeah, yeah. Congratulations. Bride, I don't, how long can you keep bride going? Is bride still, does bride expire after a year? Does bride become wife? Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm on my second, so yeah. Okay, all right. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> but yes. What yes, else do you want to know? She is both of those things, yeah. Uh, congratulations on that. I think, yeah, did I see I, honeymoon? Uh, where did you go for the honeymoon? We went to uh, Florida. We're nice. both big Ron DeSantis fans, and <laughs> we no, that's not true. That's not true at all. But uh, I love the beaches. It was it was nice and serene and uh, sleeping in. Uh, lots of Bloody Marys. It was nice. Nice. Well, that's yeah. always a good. Time. Let me recharge my batteries before coming back uh, to the Midwest and doing more shows again and. I get stir crazy. I like relaxing, but after about yeah. a week, then it's like, okay, I, I have these jokes now I want to try, or these one-liners I want to try, and I get anxious. So along those lines, uh, I think you're like me, and you're. Well, I know you are. You're kind of a news junkie. You say it on stage. News Not junkie. anymore. Not well, yep, you used to. Yeah, but okay. yeah. 
Uh, don't, don't let me misquote you. Um, so when you're on vacation, honeymoon mm-hmm. specifically, yep. do you cut off all connection to the real world? This might be a little too much information, but um, I like to be on the bottom uh, during sex so I can still watch the news. Uh, it's also part of a, a delaying tactic. I know a lot of guys think of baseball, whereas... Uh, starting lineup. Exactly, starting lineup. Whereas me, you know, you put on like the PBS News Hour or something, so it, it's nice and I can... However long she wants to go, I can last as long as I have... Uh, you know, uh, uh, I can't remember the guy's name. Jim Lair, he yeah, died. McNeil I could, Lair. Yeah, McNeil. Yeah, somebody. <laughs> uh, Democracy Now. I could have said Amy Goodman, but that's not a TV show. I don't think. As soon as Almanac comes on on Friday. Exactly. Night. Yep. Brooks and uh, who's the guy that Brooks debates? Brooks and I don't know. Chit. I should know because I watch it during sex I mean... for this joke I came up with right now. Uh, <laughs> But no, uh, she's yeah. I we I have to compromise. So if I'm up first, I can watch some news. Or if there's like a lull, because she's got kids, so she's constantly putting out fires. And then that's kind of a thing where if okay, I'm I'm gonna need to be on the phone for a while. Then it's like oh, I get news now. She's no. like yes, you get news. And you're like okay, all right. So then I go and I uh, if only I consume you could play my it, news. If only you could play live TV and fast forward to get as much yeah, as you yeah. can, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I heard someone. Uh, I was listening to a podcast and they were discussing, you know, people being canceled. And the guy was like, and one of the guys was like, you know, I got to tell you, like that stuff exists on social media. But if you go into a coffee shop or you go into a restaurant and you ask people about that stuff that's going on, they don't have any idea. He's like, it's just complete ignorance. And it's and it's awesome. I don't know if I completely agree with that, but I guess what I'm asking is, uh, you know, like all the things all the news that we that we take in all all of everything like sometimes i think and i want to know what you think like would ignorance would that be a good thing just to like ah da, 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 i don't have to worry about this and i don't have to worry about that and there are no problems in the world i just worry about what am i going to have for lunch when am i going to go to bed uh well that that wouldn't be my uh target audience member yeah uh, right for sure <laughs> i mean yeah i think there's something to the ignorance being bliss I, yeah, I think... let's look at it that way like when you have a crowd coming in here you need to assume that they kind of know what's going on i suppose yeah i mean i definitely i tried it with the setups because, like, at this point, Chauvin has universal name recognition, so yeah. I don't think I have to explain that. I think, what else do I talk about? The pandemic people have heard of, the rioting <laughs> people have heard of. I don't, I think, like, maybe Marjorie Taylor Greene might be the most niche reference yeah. in the yeah. in the set, because you kind of have to be a political junkie, but it's just two or three jokes, and the way I structure it is how she she brings out like the anti-feminist aspect of liberal women in dealing with her that it's that even if you don't know who she is you still kind of get the idea so i uh i guess the the way it it affects me is just trying to make sure through as brief a setup i need to do for the joke i can get enough people on board uh but at the same time i'm not going to spoon feed people like it's it's not my fault that you don't pay attention to stuff and might not enjoy this set. Yeah. Like you know, research your comics and maybe don't come see me <laughs> if you're not aware of of what's going on in the world or don't want to laugh at at that subject matter. I completely agree. That's kind of you know like we have a I know Acme has a podcast. 
that people yeah. can listen to and get a good taste of how people are and stuff like that. Let's speaking of podcasts, mm-hmm. let's talk about comedy mainline. Yes, yep, the uh, formerly known as Writer's Block. Yeah, I I, I thought about calling Steve and I went back and forth, and you know, like how he was the artist formerly known as Prince for a while, like just calling it the podcast formerly known as Writer's Block. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because it turned out after we picked that name that there are 10 other podcasts also called Writer's Block. Um, but I guess there's no other comedy mainline, so that's what it is now. I listened to the episode. I've listened to quite a few of them. I listened to one with uh, Kostaki. And oh, I lo- yeah. And I love the way it's like, yeah, uh, it's it's a good show. Hard to find online. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, real classic comic, like just cutting to <laughs> the marrow of the issue. Yeah. Because it, yeah, I mean, hopefully more people uh, will be able to find it under the new uh, title. He was one of the perfect guests for it, just like a writer, and we would just like a, it was uh, just uh, a firing drill, basically. We all just were like, you know, shooting off the punchlines and stuff. But the new the new incarnation, I think, is much more conversational, just because it was hard with some comic guests because at a certain point, it almost seemed like Steve and I were just auditioning jokes for them, and there really wasn't a lot of banter. It was us being like, hey, I thought of this, and then like, I really don't want to go in that direction. Like, oh, okay, cool. Well, uh, hoping for momentum there. But, yeah. You know, it's like, I don't want to bomb on my own podcast. Like, this is, <laughs> I mean, if it happens, it happens. Sure. But like, I, ideally, it would be framed in a way where the ball's just rolling the whole time, and if a joke doesn't work, someone else is talking right away, so we don't have to dwell on it. So, uh, yeah, myself, Stephen, uh, very, very funny uh, guy, Chris Maddock, also uh How does he have involved. the most perfect voice to, like, narrate or host or Chris Maddock? He really does. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's, he once in a while reprises his role of country music legend uh, and <laughs> does some parody songs and stuff. And the new stuff. version's a bit more... We're, we're trying to aim for, like, a drive-time radio sort of thing a little bit with bits and sound effects and... Uh, comic sort of calling in from wherever, almost like, you know, it's like a joke emergency, like, oh, quick, I'm in Dubuque and this bit shit, so help me out. And then like, okay, we'll uh, see what we can do. It's, it's good. I really enjoy it. I love uh, the format. I, it's con- the conversational. I like that. Thank you. And, yeah. and then hitting up the topics. And, you know, I've I've uh, I've been around when you guys are like, you know, working on each other's jokes, the crash and burn. I've sat around and watched a little bit and I... I like that stuff. Yeah, I mean, I think the process, uh, the tricky part is like trying to bring the process into it, but also having an appeal beyond just comedians who are like, oh, okay, so that's their angle and that's that, and still trying to make it entertaining without having it be all behind the curtain stuff. But the genesis of it was just like after Steve would have a set, I'd watch and be like, oh, I thought of this thing. And then when he was, he's in Denver and I'm here and we would do like some Instagram live stuff of just like a a little joke workshop and people seem to like that. So then it became uh, writer's block and now it's comedy mainline. Yeah. Love it. Do you see yourself doing zoom comedy zoom again in the future? Do you think that's gone? Uh, I'd rather not, especially now that I'm back in a, a club that's got seating for everybody now and not spaced out and everything. Yeah, it's, I just I asked because it's still going on. Yeah, no, I mean, if I had to, I would. Yeah. But I'm going to really have to uh, have that 
there can't be any other comedy available and then I will <laughs> okay. I will do it. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's a perfect answer. That is an absolutely perfect answer. Um it's like, you know, like if you're a junkie and you can't get any other drug and then it's just like the dirtiest shit weed that, you know. Mhm. Then okay, I'll I'll have to cuz this is what I'm into, but <laughs> Just no going in. I I don't want to, and it's not gonna it's not gonna be good. <laughs> well, but I so, have to get my fix. So three big things in comedy this week. One, you headlining at Acme. Yeah. Two, Cosby out back on the streets. This sure. Isn't, this yep. isn't. Uh, I, I, I'm not giving these in any particular order. Those are just the two we've already covered. I'm glad I'm first. I'm <laughs> and glad. And three. I'm, yep. Our buddy Ali on Colbert the other night. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Big week for all three of us, me, Ali, and the cause. You know, we all, compared to where all of us were three years ago, I think we have all surprised some people. And to different degrees and emotionally, it's highs and lows. Uh, but yes, I would. All getting different reactions on mm -hmm. social media as well. Yep, yep. <laughs> Yeah, some some uh, more uh, controversially than than others. <laughs> no yeah, doubt. yeah, no doubt. So let's say we go back ten years in Robert Burrill's life. Okay. All right. And come on. I'm no. I'm I'm wearing a, a dress jacket that doesn't fit me. Go on. <laughs> yep. That's that's fantastic. Yep. What? And if I let's I guess I get I get in a time machine, I travel back, and I talk to people that knew you ten years ago. Would they say which one of these is more likely? That you're married or that you're headlining at Acme Comedy Company? Ten years. How long have you been doing comedy? Uh, About ten, I think. Okay, well, let's say yeah, eleven years. Nine, so ten, before 11. you started, before. before. Any, oh, before sure. Thought, oh, yeah. this guy, just, you're just the guy. You're just the guy who, you know, makes their friends laugh sometimes. But you're not a working comedian. What do you think people would say is more likely? Married or headlining comedy club? Probably headline a comedy club. Because it's, it's been, I mean... I can't like you'd have to go back to probably middle school to find a version of me that like didn't want to give a serious go at stand up. Wow. Whereas wow. I I did a friends with benefits thing for a long time with a few people. Uh we'll say a few sure. before okay. uh meeting Becky and marriage was never on my radar at that time whereas comedy was. So okay. I think that's what they would say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, unless they're one of those friends with benefits, then maybe like, oh, oh marriage? But that no, that wouldn't. Uh, <laughs> I know yeah. which one I want. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what is the rest of the? Uh, what's the rest of the summer for you? What's that looking like between now and recording your album in November? I think you said. Uh, gig wise, yeah. or just everything, just in general. What's what's coming up for you for the summer? Uh, I got a few more gigs. I'm doing uh, the Ground Round in Grand Forks. Uh, I'm glad you're sitting so these gigs don't blow you away off the stage. Uh, ground Round there, in, in... There's still Ground Round? There's uh, Apparently, there's, there's a Ground Round, yeah. Unless I'm being fucked with, which <laughs> I'm not ruling out either. Uh, <laughs> I hate when restaurants uh, like leave where I live and then still exist in other places. It just happened to me uh, over the weekend. Remember the restaurant Schlotzky's? Like no. a, a sandwich place? I was in South Carolina and they had them oh, there. Oh, okay. It was a huge thrill to get one of those for the first time in years. Mm -hmm. I have fond memories of Ground Round. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I guess there's one left. Okay. There's yeah. Time one for a road trip. Lone round. Yeah, to <laughs> to Grand Forks. Okay. Uh, so I'm doing that on the four. No, the fifteenth of July, and then the sixteenth, I'm doing the uh, Palisade Theater um, with some really funny people: Joey Hamburger, Ira, and then uh, let's see, August, I'm doing Madison Comedy Week. Over there, Mary Mack is also is doing it. John Doerr. It's just a week of shows. Some of them at Comedy on State, then a few other venues in Madison, Wisconsin. Oh, they do like a sort of a festival, you're saying? Yep. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's the first week of August. And then September, I'll be in North Carolina for two weeks. The first week doing the North Carolina Comedy Festival. And then the second weekend, I'm headlining um, a room at Good Nights in Raleigh uh, to help gear up for the album. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And how about social media? How are you, how are you using that these days? Uh, I Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram. I'm on the gram now, Instagrampa, which I think is a good handle for me because I still don't format things correctly, which pisses Steve off because he'll send me a clip. He's like, post this, and then like half the picture's missing and the clip doesn't <laughs> line up, and he's like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know this. I'm... I'm a content guy. I'm not a format guy. This isn't my, this isn't my thing. <laughs> so uh, we we butt heads about that. I'm I'm trying to get better. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm on all the social medias. Um, How about uh, you used to do that Lester role thing with Mike Lester? <laughs> yes. Is there? A, yes, I did. Yeah. Is there any other uh, like? getting back into skits and stuff like that like you did like we you, you mentioned briefly doing the ones I, with yeah the, i had a lot of fun i had a lot of here. fun doing the stuff here i mean if they want to keep up the inside the comedian studio i got no problem coming here uh to to keep that going i i love doing sketches i think part of it's just scheduling and now uh i'm married and have kids that aren't mine at the house and stuff but any excuse to go out and make stuff i'm down to do so i think i don't know if i'd be the one to start that okay. but if people are like hey we got a thing you know uh, this thursday make some time come do it i'm i'm definitely down do you feel pressure to put stuff out on social media at all not really like i gotta Just... have content 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 uh i used to and then now it's just the way my brain works where when I read news, I just think of jokes and then sometimes I'll post them and then it's, it's not as, uh, it's not as, I don't feel, uh, compelled to do it, but just by nature of me reading news, I'll, I'll think of stuff. And so it just kind of takes care of itself. Sure. I think I have one, uh, one last question I want to ask you when, when something like we were having a, I mentioned before when we uh, before we started recording that I was like copying down my notes in another piece of paper because I was writing them down in my car. Mm-hmm. And you said that you've done something similar. What? Yeah. What? When you when something comes to mind, you're like, oh, I got to remember that. What? It, what is your process? Like I'll you, write it down. You, you write it I, down. Yeah, I write because there's a been a few times paper, where yeah, on your phone, yeah, old school piece of paper. Piece so of paper. If I the phone is the last resort, because uh, I just I'm just old school. I love the feel of the pen, the sound of it writing on the paper. Really? I feel more productive that way. I just, like, if, if it's a phone and, like, anyone can type anything, I don't know. This might not make sense. But, like, I just feel uh, with with the pen and the paper, I don't know. There's just something about it. I, I, think I you, enjoy doing that. Maybe there's some sort of ownership thing. Like, I'm the Probably. only one that could write it down yeah, like this. Yeah. Anybody could type it up. Yeah. I'm writing it. This exactly. is my writing, my joke. Exactly. It makes it a bit more personal, yeah. I think, that yeah. I, that I uh, that I get a kick out of. Um, For what it's worth, I prefer doing my uh, notes 
handwritten like for the podcasters. Uh, I I love like it, collecting all my scraps of paper and everything and condensing it down and and it's I it, to me that's a more rewarding process than just pulling up the phone and deleting this thing and then you know, I, I know some comics can do it but I I enjoy the mess. I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. Well, uh, I've been looking forward to this since I saw your name on the on the uh, board in the office there. Thanks, man. I was really looking forward to it. today. I uh, here's something I don't you probably don't know this when when we did Crash and Burn Maybe, uh, who was it, John? DeBoer? Yeah, DeBoer. DeBoer, Andy Erickson. Yeah, I was telling John DeBoer, we were talking about you when we were done recording. Um, And I was was like, I got to say, I'm like, I'm sometimes intimidated by Robert Burrill because I feel like he's like super smart and I'm not going to get a joke he says. No. But I I always do. I don't even think I'm that smart. I'm just informed. I feel like there's a difference. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what do I know? But um, just informed, not smart. Yeah, no, okay. don't don't be intimidated at all. <laughs> uh, there's there, at least three or four times a day I'm doing something that's the dumbest thing you've ever seen somebody do. But I just I I but I <laughs> I, I I try to read a lot, and I I obviously know what I'm gonna say, so I I seem intelligent on stage and stuff. But but yeah, no, don't feel overwhelmed at all. I uh, I can I can act uh, a lot more. Uh, uh, intelligent than I really am. Fair enough. Fair yeah. enough. This has been great. Thank you so much. People come out and see you headline this week. Uh, we've got shows through Saturday and and you're doing it with four of the four the four new MCs. Yeah, a lot of these hacks out there these days, these headliners have one or two openers and that's they're <laughs> cowards. They're truly <laughs> And I'll say it here. I don't care. Uh, I'll, I'll make some enemies. They're cowards. And I, at least four openers. Yeah. <laughs> four or you're not trying. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you.